0: We are joined by Leo Lechner from the Center for Jewish Holidays at Kibbutz Betashita, a seminar center, archive, and not for profit NGO. You also have a beautiful website in English, Spanish, and Hebrew, which can be found at chagim.org.il. Thanks for joining me, Leo. How are you doing?
1: Thank you very much. I'm doing good. Nice to be here.
0: Good, good. So, please tell us about the Institute. When and how did it start?
1: Okay, so the institute was established on the 60s by a man called Aryeh Ben-Gurion, which was the nephew of David Ben-Gurion. Everyone knows, knows him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was uh, raised by his mother, uh, who came from Russian, but he wasn't a pioneer himself. Uh, it means that he didn't uh, come to Israel uh, as a rebellion in his parents' heritage. Uh, he came to Israel as a very young boy, he was four or five years old, and he was raised here in the city. But from the youth movement, he started to build the kibbutz, Kibbutz Betashitah, in the north of Israel, near Bet She'an. And it was the beginning year of the kibbutz, of the establishment of the society and of the culture. And the first teachers of the kibbutz, because he knew he was raised in Israel as a little kid, they came uh, to him and asked him how to do the Israeli Jewish holiday. And then he discovered that the Jewish culture culture that was established in the last 2,000 years does not really fit uh, the new way of the Jewish pioneers and uh, Zionism. So, Together with the teachers, with the uh, kindergarten teachers and the school teacher, they started to build the first base of uh, kibbutz, Israeli Zenith culture. Some of the things they invented, some of the things they took as they knew from them, their parents. And uh, they started to write a lot of the holidays that they did together and uh, he established a little archive in his room in the kibbutz. And uh, during the time, it became bigger and developed, and he started to uh, be a a big archive of all the kibbutz Jewish Zionist culture. And um, this place during the year was also an an archive and also uh, an education center for guides and teachers all over Israel, but specific in the kibbutz movement uh, that wanted to build and uh, construct the culture in the kibbutz, which is known to be a very important part of the kibbutz, the part of all the, the community. Uh, get together and um, celebrate their values, their meaning, their purpose in the Israel society and uh, Israel land. So it's a big part of the kibbutz. So the archive and the center was also a very important part in the kibbutz movement in their golden years. So uh, and also, of course, he learned a lot about the Jewish heritage. Uh, he knew how to take it and make it more relevant, and 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 how to bring the things that are more relevant to the life of the new settlement, the new Zionists in Israel, in order it to be uh, a new form of Jewish culture. Great. Thank you.
0: What were the early pioneers trying to do when they came here? What was their background and how did coming to the land of Israel change them and their Judaism? And to what extent did they change their Judaism consciously themselves?
1: Yes, it's a big question. Of course, the Jewish pioneer, they came here, first of all, from a Place of a lot of love and responsibility for the Jewish people, and they felt that in the situation that was in the Jewish people 100, 100 150 years ago, so Jewish people should try to have their own land to be uh, independent and to be a modern, uh, a modern age nation in order this they need to have the ability to build themselves and not to be dependent on others so for that this they believe the first thing the jewish people need to do is to be connected to their land again and to see themselves uh, as a nation with abilities to create and to build so the first thing they did is to come as people to israel and to uh, start working in industrial things, in agriculture, and another thing they believed that, uh, as in the, the diaspora, that the Jewish believed that they have some uh, message to the people—a message of justice and peace and uh, equalness. It's something the Jewish people uh, prayed about a lot and uh, talked about a lot, and the, all the prophets talked about it. The pioneer believed that they need to. Actualize all this prophet saying in their actual life. They believe that if they come to build uh, a nation for the Jews, the land for the Jews in Israel, it should be different, it should be better. Herzl also talked about it, and the pioneers were influenced by these books, but not only him. So when they come to Israel, they didn't try only to make it industrial and modern, but also to be more equal and more justice. Uh, this is why they build the kibbutz settlement, which is a society that lives together and try to be uh, not only industrial and modern, but also equal and and good for the human, the one person to be civilized and cultured and get have good education and good environment. This is also why they really put a lot of efforts on efforts on the uh, kibbutz uh, culture. Actually, they wanted to continue uh, beautiful ideas that the Jewish heritage, but make it more actualized. And when you make things actualized, those so things become different. The idea and the reality get together, and you have another idea. Of course, they were more secular, because coming to Israel in those times was a big rebellion in their parents' heritage and believed that you should wait for the Messiah to come And change the world and then Jewish people can build Israel. So of course one leg of the pioneer idea was the continuance of and and the actualize of the Jewish ideas and the other leg was rebellion of of the Jewish uh, way of living, of waiting and moving from place to place and never try really to Achieve their goal and their dream. There were also a rebellion on their parents' ways of living, and of course, the religion was a part of it because the religious was so. First of all, uh, they want their Judaism was Judaism of acts and and doing, and not Judaism of talking and praying. Of course, I'm being here stereotype, but to explain my idea, so. The first of it, uh, was that if you are Jewish, you come and you take responsibility of the Jewish situation. And if Jewish don't have a country and don't have a place that they are safe. They have to come to Israel and build their own place and take some chances and take some risk. And, and, and. but this is the first thing that Judaism became a, a nation of words and praying and talking, and they wanted to change it to doing and active and create things for the Jew- in the reality for Jewish. People. And of course, they also wanted to build the Jewish culture that goes with this. So they live in the kibbutzim where there was there was no Knesset. And they came back to be agriculture communities. And most of them. I'm talking about the kibbutzim, not all the and the villages, not all of the pioneers in Israel, of course, but most of them. So they needed to transform the culture that they knew from all the places they came all around the world a culture of uh, meeting all the community in the Bethnesset, uh, the synagogue about praying about having big uh, meals in the house most of the um, holidays emphasize god part in the history uh, of our nation and uh, about praying to him and about sitting on the family and be together and about believing that one day our enemies will go and we'll be back here in Israel. About praying. So this was talking about the Torah. so Of course, we have different uh, holidays, but if to take the the main thing that happened in most of the holidays, so it was about this, about praying, and about sitting all the family together. And when the, the Jewish pioneer built their new life in Israel, so they understand they have to have a new culture. So they started to emphasize the part of the Jewish culture that was more connected to the land. When we were agriculture nation back then, so before the destruction of the temple and before all the exile, so the Jewish people lived and, and did agriculture here. So the first base of the Jewish and Hebrew culture It is connected to the land. We have a lot of holidays that celebrate all kinds of things you grow in Israel. Okay, like Shivat Aminim, uh, and like going to the temple and bring Bikurim, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. The three food festivals are agricultural holidays in their base. So what the pioneers did is going back to these ideas and make it uh, modern uh, in their life. So in Shavuot, which is uh, the food festival that we uh, celebrate the the grains, right? The wheat. And uh, so they create a new way of festival that is uh, based on this idea. Uh, They did a big festival around Israel that all the kibbutzim and all the agricultures bring their... um, their wheat and all the new uh, vegetables and fruits that uh, was grown this year, they bring it to a, a place where they celebrate together and celebrate the new Israel uh, industrial agriculture. So they took a very old idea and make it new. Of course, when uh, Jewish people were on the diaspora and after the exile, all the year of the exile, they, Jewish, didn't, Jewish people didn't celebrate this idea of Bikurim, of food festival. For example, in Shavuot, for a lot of years, the Jewish people uh, were celebrating the receiving of the Torah. Because in our uh, heritage, and uh, we, we believe also that the Shavuot is not only the food fest- festival, it's also the, the, the day of the receiving of the Torah. So the pioneers, they reduced the part of the Torah in their in their holiday. Of course they didn't forget it. They also talked about the Torah. They also talked about the things in the Torah that they appreciate or the things in the Torah that connected to being connected to your land, like the the parts in the Torah that talks about your responsibility for the weak, for the poor, for the stranger in your your land. Uh, Like you have rules in the Torah that you have to put a part of your land, part of your uh, field, for others to take. They put emphasis on the part of the Torah they they want to live according to, and they they made a new festival that is connected to the very old way of the Hebrew nation to celebrate. But they made a new uh, way. Of course, they did it also in other holidays. Like in this week, we celebrate uh, Lag This holiday is not mentioned in the Torah. Is also not mentioned in the Mishnah, but it connected to all kinds of traditions about a lot of important rabbis in Israel, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and it became a day, a festival of fire, of, uh, of making fire because of the uh, stories and traditions of big rabbis who uh, had connected to fire in their life. But when the Zionists start to, again, the pioneers to, to make the new Zionist and Israeli culture. So they took the idea of the fire, and they took the idea of uh, having a fire holiday, but they, they changed the story that the fire is connected to. Not They started to celebrate the story of Baal Kochva. I, I want to explain now how they connected it to the date of Lag Boomer, but they wanted this uh, holiday to be connected to a person that did a rebellion that fought for the freedom of the israel uh, people a lot of times ago yes again like in shavuot they connected with something very old and very ancient they didn't invent things from zero but they did invent the meaning we give this to this rebellion because uh, in jewish uh, tradition Uh, During the years, the rebellion of Baal in the Roms were a bad thing. Because uh, he uh, did something that put on danger a lot of Jewish, and he rebellion on the big empire that was on this time. And because a lot of people uh, were dead in those times, and a lot of Jewish people uh, were exiled, and and the cities were ruined, so the Jewish uh, leadership were afraid of this uh, rebellion again, and educated the people not to be rebel not, not to fight for the freedom. But the Zionists wanted exactly the opposite. They wanted to educate a new uh, generation of Jews who's not afraid to fight for their liberty and for the freedom, not matter what what are the cause. So they brought the Bar story to the front of this holiday and put aside the stories about Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai who's going out of the cave and uh, put on fire everything that was in front of his eyes uh, because he, he studied so much in the cave. Which is a story that the Jewish told a lot of years before. But these stories weren't good enough and weren't for what the pioneers want to be. They want to be more like Bar So this is the Jewish story that they told about. So it's interesting that they took the the way that that Jewish people uh, were uh, uh, celebrating the holiday all these years, the, the idea of the fire, but they changed the story that comes with it.
0: I want to say a couple of things. Firstly, and another example of that dissonance of Judaism in the diaspora, I grew up in Manchester in the north of England. And during Sukkot, we would sit there outside in the freezing cold, in the pouring rain, and pray for rain. That's also part of the festival. It's an agricultural festival. I was living in a concrete jungle in Manchester, and I was thinking about the land of Israel and the agricultural festival that it was. Um, And The second thing that I wanted to say was, this is a process that wasn't new to Judaism. The Zionists and the pioneers that came to the land of Israel saw themselves as part of a long chain of generations of Jews that were interpreting, transforming, shaping their Judaism to match their values, to match what they believed in. And they felt empowered and ownership over their Judaism in order to reconnect it to what it had been before the exile and make it relevant to their lives because they understood that, that their reality of where they'd grown up up in, the Jewish communities that they'd grown up in, had, that those dissonances, those, those gaps were just too big. And so they were trying to narrow those gaps between their Jewish understanding and their Jewish values with their Jewish experience and Jewish practice. I
1: agree. And I believe this is the idea in every culture that you can find in the, the big Jewish uh, tradition, you can find a lot of things. And the way that tradition become, and culture become a live thing, a living thing, is when people is in a relationship with their culture. I'm not just a funnel to the Jewish tradition. I'm a living uh, part of it. So I have to talk with it. And I believe it's a very Jewish thing to to, to do, transform to to your culture, to see what's part of, uh, in those times, in those areas, what part of my culture I need to bring to the front, and uh, what part I need to put a little bit back now, and maybe it will be more relevant in other times. Culture is not a set of rules. It's a word that you have to that you have to to make your own part of it on it. In order it to be living and not just something you you uh, continue just because this is how we do all the years. It won't last. It has to be connected to your life. And I, I believe they the, the Pani and also me uh, in my life today, they wanted to get strength. For their action from their culture. So they needed uh, the past. They needed the Jewish tradition to uh, send them a message, but they needed also to find this message. (laughs) They needed to look for him Uh, because they did a lot of hard things. They did a a very big change in their life. They left their families. They tried things that weren't trying. At the world before they paid uh, 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 in their life sometimes, and uh, the culture was not only on, only something that was fun to do. Okay, let's do a Shavuot festival or Sukkot festival. The, the the culture was a very necessary and vital thing in their in their life in order to continue it. It gave them something to believe. They continuing something to believe that is deep and very uh, deep in their culture. They believe in equalness. So the pioneers really need their culture and their traditions in order to have strength and to help them set their their way in building Israel. It's the connection between their ideas and what you said about being a part of a generation who's ready to change the the way of living in East, Jewish. So it's a, it was a discussion and connection between their ideas, uh, their new ideas, their modern, their so- socialist ideas, and the way that they understand their tradition and the way that, that they start to dis- decide to uh, emphasize in their old tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Institute. Uh, the Center for Jewish Holidays began as an archive. But that is not what it is today. Can you describe the things that you do today?
1: Yeah, so you're right. We're not only an archive today. We're education center. We work with a lot of kind of education in Israel. Teachers, kindergarten teachers, school teachers, uh, officers in the army. Yeah, so we also work in, with the community leaders in Kibbutzim, in other settlements and in uh, cultural community leaders, people who arrange the uh, the holidays, the festivals, the ceremonies of Israel, uh, uh, holidays and day, special days. We have a lot, as you know. We also work uh, with the uh, children in school uh, around holidays. We're arranging unique activities for school. With all these people we work in it with, we try to do, I think, two things. One is make them more comfortable with the Jewish tradition. A lot of the people in Israel that were raised in uh, not religious uh, homes or schools, uh, sometimes they feel that the Jewish heritage and Jewish tradition is belong to the religious people in Israel, and they tell them what to do and what not to do. And uh, it's not relevant for their lives, for their values, for the way that they educate. And we try to make them see that the Judaism tradition belongs to everyone. And it doesn't matter if you, you're you uh, going according to Shulchan Aruch or other things you, you you do in your life or you don't do. It's things that you can learn from them about your values, about your way of living, and, and uh, help them uh, know the ways to understand the language of the Bible, the language of the Talmud, the language of uh, the Jewish um, uh, philosophers around the mid-age. So, We gave them the basic uh, tools to be a part of all this uh, great Jewish heritage and find themselves in it. Everyone has uh, their way in it. And the the second thing we try to do is the thing we talked about now, about the pioneer transform of the Judaism. A lot of people in Israel doesn't know about this part, that this part is actually not different from... Other part in the Jewish history when people change the Judaism uh, and make it new, uh, but not less Jew- Jewish, but just different way that and make them see that the beautiful part of um, being creative and about building a new Israel uh, with a new culture that is also old and also new. So we try to um, make people. Uh, and Know this part of uh, the Jewish development in the uh, one and a half uh, hundred years, and make them see that we also we are continuing the their what they did. So we're continue to create uh, the Israel the Israeli culture, the Israeli Zionist culture. Today we didn't finish with, with the Israel land and the Israel country is. Still
0: young. It sounds like a big job, uh, I want to ask you what are the challenges that you face when educating within Israeli society about this form of Jewish life and expression?
1: You, you're right, we have a couple, couple of challenges. The first one I think is the appearance, uh, sometimes people when coming to talk about Judaism, they expect a religious person and a religious man. and then not a religious in the way they expect. And I'm not a man, I'm a woman. So sometimes they can be suspicious to my motto and to my knowledge. And I have and we have to prove ourselves and our abilities, but I believe we, we do it and we do it good. Another thing is, of course, we don't, ha- we don't have yes or no answer. And we don't have a really strict forms of what is Judaism because we believe Judaism is, is being a, a part of Jewish uh, community and, and take responsibility of, about it. I believe Jewish is about to be in the conversation with the Jewish tradition. And these things are very can be very amorphous. We're not given a, a do and not do uh, uh, rules to be a good Jew. <laughs> We're giving people a very hard work to learn, to study, to try to be creative, to decide what's good for them, we try to give them tools to be uh, culture creative people. And this is another challenge because our message messages are sometimes very amorphous. Uh, but I think this also challenges, we are rising above it. And uh, when we have a good discussion, and, and people in, start feeling more secure in, in the process. Of learning and uh, understanding that uh, Judaism is not a set of rules, it's a, a word of ideas and uh, a language that you have to learn. Another challenge is something I, I already mentioned is the alienation of people through their uh, Judaism, so they feel they have nothing to do with this and it doesn't concern their life and it's something about people who m- make them and an, uh, do things they de- doesn't want and it's not modern and it's not feminist and it's something that belongs to the uh, ages we want to forget. And they see Judaism only as a, as a religion and if they're not religious, so they has nothing to do with it. And again, start to open and see that Judaism is a nation, it's a culture, it's an history, it's a philosophy. To see that all during our uh, years of uh, living the Judaism changed. So we can change it also in our time. And we try to see that there are very interesting ideas, discussions and uh, uh, models in the Jewish uh, books. They can learn from it. They can do something with it. Of course, talk about the idea that identity is important in these times. People are alone that they are very separate from everything that gives meaning to their lives. The modern life is very good in some aspects, but in other aspects, it's hard for the human being uh, not to be a part of some, of some heritage that tells him where he was and where he needs to go. I think our um, goal is also to see the idea of being part of a Jewish nation as something that gives you purpose, something that gives you something to be proud about. If you know what part of your heritage you want to achieve and you want to actualize in the world today, so you have to learn, first of all, what is in the Jewish heritage, and there's a lot. The second thing, you need to feel responsibility for this and feel like it gives you something to be part of it. And the third thing is you need to know how you want to actualize it in reality, in Israel, with the Israeli youth and uh, children today. So we're trying to do this all process, and this is a big challenge. But also, I think we rise
0: up to it also. Wonderful, wonderful. I want to go back to something you mentioned before about you being a woman and doing this work. You personally, specifically, do a lot of work with the army, and I'm wondering how that meeting is what specific challenges and dilemmas are there as a woman coming into that male space?
1: In general, I felt this environment is, is okay, is very respectful, and they uh, uh, are uh, willing to come and, uh, and give me a place to help them be the good the commander they want to be, and to use the information and the stories and the values that I teach them about their heritage, in order to be uh, a good educator for their soldiers. And the idea that the commander is also an educator is uh, happily, I said, is very uh, common idea and still very uh, based idea in the Israeli Defense Force. And it's very good. And uh, I was happy to be part of it. So, yes, in the beginning, uh, it was uh, a little bit strange for me uh, to work, uh, most of it only with uh, a group of men and male uh, commanders. But this this is part of working with the army. But I have to tell you that most of the time I was treated very respectfully and people were dealing with my messages and my ideas and not about that I'm a woman or about things that are not concerning what I was uh, talking about. I felt... They want to use uh, my, uh, my methods in order to be a good, uh, educating commanders. And they, was happy, they were happy about uh, meetings so they can uh, get something out of it for their work. So this was the, the main uh, experience, a good experience.
0: Okay. Spring is the busiest time for you. Passover and the national holidays of Holocaust remembrance. Remembering the Fallen Soldiers and Independence Day. What were the unique challenges this year of the lockdown and how did you overcome them?
1: So actually, I started this uh, two months being in quarantine for a week. So I had a lot of time to work. I didn't have to take care of my son, my house. I could just sit and work for all day. Of course, in the beginning, everyone and also our team wasn't shocked but we soon understand that we have to do something. And there's a lot of things we could do. What we try to do is uh, taking all our knowledge uh, and make it more available for the family being at home. So in those times of the corona, we built for every holiday that was in this period of time, we build a path for the family. Of activities and things you can do with your kids, games, things to food to, to make at home that uh, connected to the holiday. Our uh, big project was, of course, about Pesach, Passover. Uh, that all the Israeli society get around the table and and do the Agadah. And, of course, in the days of the corona, families couldn't come together. So we tried to use the Zoom platform in order to have the ability to have the Haggadah. And we built Haggadah on the Zoom. You can share on your screen. And we included in it games and and some uh, questions and quiz. And things you can that make the Zoom fun and uh, overcome the problem you, you can't meet um, this evening, which is the most important thing for the Israeli society, to get together on uh, Pesach. I, I think it also, uh, you can see a development in our institute because we talked a lot about the kibbutzim because the institute was established in the kibbutz, but these days we're turning to all the Israeli people because we believe all the Israeli people can gain something of revealing themselves to the kibbutz culture and for the Jewish culture. So in this Haggadah Zoom, of course, we took a lot of part from the very traditional Haggadah, but we also included the new parts. So you can see that celebrating Passover is not only doing the... Haggadah, the the traditional Haggadah, it's also to talk about the ideas of Passover, about freedom, about equally, about taking action in your life. And this is really to celebrate Passover, is doing this and being creative. And of course, in the days of Corona, so you have to find other ways to celebrate Passover and give it other meanings. And also we we try to do this. We included in the Manishtuna, we included a part of this Passover that is different from all the Passover all the other years, because uh, we're doing it on the Zoom. So we try to do a mix that make people feel home, make people uh, have all the parts that they like in the traditional Gada, but we try to make them understand it. We had a lot of uh, good responses that people uh, told us that uh, this was the first time that they understood What is written in the Agadah? Of course, the Agadah is written in Hebrew, but it's different Hebrew than what we talk today. And this wasn't our our first goal. Our first goal was to help people do the Agadah on the Zoom. So we make it, we decorate it, and we make it a little bit shorter. But of course, uh, we did also some adjustment and some translation to make people really connected to the meaning of the and not just to read it uh, without understanding it. So, we had two co- goals in this project. And of course, we did it, uh, we did the same to all the other uh, days and important uh, holidays we had this time Independence Day and Holocaust Day and Memorial Day. We built activity that parents can do with their kids without learning a lot of this holiday, without a lot of, having a lot of preparation to make. This is what, this, this were our goal to help parents do something meaningful uh, with their kids to celebrate uh, the holiday in a very easy and fun way to the kids. And I think the corona helped us see that there's meaning to the holidays because when we do what we used to do, so we buy gifts and we meet for dinners, but we don't really talk about the holiday. And when families started to meet around the screen, so you don't eat together, and you don't buy presents but you have to talk. I think this is a, a maybe a little good thing that came out of these uh, um, times. The, the idea of the holidays is in the center and for this uh, matter we, get, we came in and tried to give some good and fun and interesting way for the families to celebrate.
0: It sounds great. It was great. We at home also used your materials during this, these past couple of months. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, oh, I'm
1: so happy to hear. And I really hope that someday we, we also translate this part to English.
0: That's um, what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. You talk a lot about taking responsibility for the culture in Israel. And I think that a lot of what you have to say and a lot of your messages from the Institute also have a lot of relevance for Jews around the world. Specifically, you talked about Pesach that people were staying at home. People were staying at home everywhere. And I guess that's one of the big challenges for you, for your institute, is to try and also reach out or try and start the conversation with Jews outside of Israel. Because I think you've got an important message that's, you know, for the Jewish people and not just for Israeli society.
1: I completely agree. Those days were more focused on the Israeli society, but I believe, as you say, that our messages and our platform for specific for families that celebrate at home or with the kids, it doesn't have to be at home. It could be on the street. uh, It's called Asif, Asif HaGizraeli. The idea is we talked a lot about kibbutzim in the beginning of our conversation about the idea that the Jewish, they changed the holiday to be out, to be in the field, to be all the community together. This was a very important thing in the the pioneer Zionist movement, that the holiday is a holiday of community and not only for the family. Uh, But now we're trying to adjust it to be also a community holiday and also a family, because a lot of people celebrate in their family lives and they want to have some meaning and some content and Jewish modern liberal contact in their life. It doesn't matter if they live in Israel, it doesn't matter if they live in USA or France. Our uh, ability to take the ideas and the stories of every holiday and to connect them to to this day life and to help the family have a meaningful discussion and, and activity around it this is my goal now to develop uh, tools for for the family. Of course, I think every family should be connected to a community, and I really hope for some day to be more uh, in contact with uh, Jewish all around the world with this uh, ideas of celebrating the Jewish holidays around meaning and values, and not only about dinners and food and presents. fun stuff. But uh, it's not the the center.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to ask about that center as we finish off with our final words. You're offering a secular, humanistic, feminist, egalitarian, pioneering Judaism. Um, I want to ask you what message you have for young Jews today that are looking for a meaning in their Jewish life. Like, What for you are the main components of a meaningful Judaism?
1: I think the main components for me, one is feeling responsibility. For your people, for your nation, even if it's hard, if you you don't like things that the Israel uh, state is doing in your name, even if you're not feeling uh, connected to a part of your nation, always work on the part in your heart that feels connected and feel responsibility and understand there is, I don't think there are really other way to give your life a part of uh, being connected. something. Being connected to your nation is part of it. This is for me the first uh, component. I think that the second one is being a believer. I think that being a Jewish person is being a believer. Believe things can be different than what they are. Believe in things that maybe things other people think that they are naive. Like the ideas that every man and woman can uh, the idea that can that peace can come and you as a person have the power to bring it. Maybe this is the, the, the third uh, uh, idea, to do action. Uh, but I think that the second one is being a believer. Uh, I, I really believe it. it's a Jewish, for me, it's a Jewish, Jewish idea. <laughs> for a long time, Jewish uh, were focused maybe too much about dreaming and not doing, but this dream, Uh, Move them and move me today. Uh, The third thing is something that I take from, uh, I think, Amos Oz and uh, Yudah Michai. Both of them are talking about the fact that Judaism is a culture of words. Maybe it's uh, conflicting or contradicting what I said about being a believer and and do do things about your believer believing, but I, I don't think. I think it's complete. The idea that in order to do things in life, you have to have a vision. And the vision comes from going inside your culture and learn from it the way that people lived and the, pe- the way that people believed and have the ability to be a part of it. And I think that everyone who wants to have a Jewish meaningful life today also need to have the very basic tools Uh, to read the Torah, to read the Talmud and to try, it's hard, but to try to have a discussion with the very old ideas in the Jewish heritage for me. This is a very uh, uh, living part of being Jewish, always being in a conversation with the Jewish heritage. Uh, And this is a part of living in the uh, world of books and words. And for me also, in, if I connected to the two things I said before, being responsibility of the Jewish people and believe and act for your dream. So I try to combine all these three. So the things I learn and the, the ideas that I have from learning, I, I also always ask myself, what can I do with this in reality? How can I turn this to action? How can I make people maybe think about, think about their doing uh, in the ordinary life, in the economics, in the schools, in the road, in human regular relationship? Uh, what is the connection between the thing I learn and the things I do? And I think this has been Jewish uh, life meaningful for me. So also, always look for the connection between my lives and between my dreams.
0: Uh, Leo, it's incredibly inspiring and incredibly empowering and I want to thank you very very much for joining wow. me thank you
1: thank you it was nice to be here cool